Welcome to The Slotted Lamb, a movies-by-minute watch of the John Landis written and directed 1981 horror classic, An American World from London. I'm your host, Troy, and I want to thank you for joining me on this journey. So this is Wednesday's episode, which means we are going to be talking about Minute 80. And this particular minute starts off with McManus lighting himself out and ends with uh, David's sister doing her best Kevin McAllister before there's even a Kevin McAllister. So to begin with, uh, Sergeant uh, Villers has uh, left the doctor's office already and has uh, McManus uh, deliver his, as McManus delivers his final line to Alex and Hirsch, the door gets closed. So when we start, McManus uh, now almost sheepishly uh, and very comedically uh, has to step back, uh, look over at the uh, two still in the room, uh, open the door, and finally step through. Uh, more than likely at this point, uh, Villers is probably halfway to the car before realizing that McManus isn't even with him. And once the sergeant has left the room, we cut to uh, Dr. Hirsch sitting behind his desk, looking towards the uh, exiting man. And once we hear the door close uh, on cue, his uh, gaze goes uh, then to Alex, which we uh, cut to. Um who is uh, still seated in the chair on the other side of uh, Dr. Hirsch's desk. Uh, her gaze then goes from Dr. Hirsch to uh, looking down in a sort of uh, defeated manner. We then cut to neon and lights. Bright signs for Canon and Coca-Cola, Fujifilm, JVC, Skoll, and Sanyo. A welcome to Piccadilly Circus. So, uh, first of all, I want to point out that um, Piccadilly Circus, for those that are curious, are spelt P-I-C-C-A-D-I-L-L-Y, and not the very uh, embarrassing way that I have uh, written it out in my notes. Um, I actually uh, spelt it as uh, Pick a Deli. Um, uh, but I only say that now because of how funny of a uh, uh, misspelling that I actually made so it's just uh, for my own references my own notes no one's reading my notes other than me but I just thought it'd be kind of funny to point out that uh, you know what for the life of me I couldn't figure out how to spell Piccadilly so anyways uh, the Piccadilly Circus is a road junction and public space of um, London's West End in the city of Westminster um, it was built in uh, 1819 to connect Regent Street with Piccadilly. Uh, in, its, in this context, a uh, circus, from the Latin word meaning circle, is a round open space at a street junction. So basically the roads at this junction uh, that connect all together are uh, Regent Street, Piccadilly, Shaftbury Avenue, the Haymarket, Coventry Street, and Glasshouse Street. So basically, Piccadilly uh, now links uh, directly to the theaters on uh, Shaftbury Avenue, as well as the Haymarket, Covenant Street, which is onwards towards uh, uh, Leicester Square, and Glasshouse Street. 
The circus is uh, close to major shopping and entertainment in the area in the West End. Uh, its uh, status as a major traffic junction has made Piccadilly Circus a busy meeting place and a tourist attraction in its own right. The circus is particularly known for its video display and neon light signs mounted on the corner buildings on the northern side. As uh, we are privy to this uh, actually opening a shot of this uh, minute of the movie. Well, actually, not the opening minute of this movie, but this uh, section of the movie where we are now being introduced to David. When we uh, last saw David, he was running from Alex, uh, and they were in Trafalgar Square. We uh, know that uh, some time has passed because between uh, scenes, Alex jumps from being uh, in the square to Dr. Hirsch's office. So there obviously has to be some time difference between the two points uh, in the movie, so um, but when you go to uh, Google Maps and uh, plot at the time uh, and space, uh, David has traveled, and now I'm just going to guess he stays on foot for this whole entire time because he only runs like for like only has to walk actually about like eight minutes because it's only 600 meters between the two points from point A to point B is 600 meters, so it's not like he runs for very far. So here, as cars and buses uh, drive along the road, uh, pedestrians walk back and forth, and the camera um, goes from uh, a shot of the, um, like I said, the wall of neon and all that on the northern side, and it starts to uh, pan to the right, and uh, we can hear the start of uh, David having a conversation in a classic red UK phone booth. Now, for those of you that don't know, um, at the time, uh, more recent than, than actually can be believed, uh, the telephone uh, one needed to uh, vocally communicate was an item that was permanently affixed to a single location. Uh, actually, the most moving one could actually do well on the phone was uh, as far as the extension cord that you had attached to the phone would go. But for the most part, um, it was actually just basically either mounted on a wall or on a uh, table in your house or something like that. Or whatever was at your desk at work or something like that. Uh, well, and of course there were cordless phones, but those also had their limitations as well. So other than, other than that. Um, and so at this point, uh, out in the actual world itself, where you weren't either at home or at your office, uh, they installed boxes or booths that housed a permanently fixed uh, phones, and for a fee, uh, you could pay to use this equipment, and this was as close to being mobile that phones got at the, that time in history. So there you go. That's what a phone booth is. A place where you made phone calls for. Put a couple of coins in the machine, dial up whatever number you wanted to. Anyways, uh, back to the film. Uh, David is in uh, the booth uh, in a little this uh, little collection of phone booths, he's one in one of the uh, booths, and he's having a conversation with the uh, operator to call home. Uh, yes, operator, I'd like to call the United States and reverse the charges. He announces who the call is from and uh, who it's for. David Kessler, for anyone. He waits. Thank you. I'll wait. 
The camera slowly closes in on David inside the booth as he waits. Uh, people outside continue to pass by, uh, even in front of camera, and after a few seconds... Hello, it's area code 516-472-3402. What was that last bit? 402. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, here we go. We got a little bit of information now about, uh, before we go any further, actually, I have some information. Um, so the uh, 516 area code uh, basically services uh, Nassau County uh, on the western uh, side of uh, Long Island, bordering New York City's uh, borough of uh, Queens uh, to the west and Suffolk uh, country to the east. And uh, research on the number at the time in 1981 uh, was an actual phone number. So yeah, so they actually used an actually really existing phone number at the time. Um, you know what, I don't know if it's in service right now, but uh, you know what, you're welcome to actually uh, call it. Back in the movie, um, after he gives uh, out the phone number. So uh, almost uh, instantly, uh, someone picks up at home. David uh, desperately tries to get uh, through to them. Hello, Rachel. Just say yes, you'll accept the charges. Say yes, Rachel. Thankfully, Rachel uh, does accept the charges. Uh, then David asks for their parents. Hi, is mom or dad at home? Uh, her response uh, brings up uh, another question for David. Well, where are they? He listens to his sister, uh, her sister's answer, which uh, raises uh, yet another question. Well, where's Max? David seems dumbfounded by his uh, sister's situation. You're all alone? And uh, that basically brings us to the uh, actually end of the minute of uh, this particular point of the movie. Now over on the commentary track, during the sequence where the character of David is uh, making the collect call in one of the red UK phone booths, uh, Griffin Dunn, the actor, <laughs> mentions that uh, they have uh, taken away all the red booths. And then he uh, basically says that they are working on it and that they are becoming real relics. A couple of seconds later, uh, David Naughton, the actor, uh, then uh, points out that uh, this is the day in Piccadilly where he has that photo. Now, obviously, the photo that uh, David is referring to is something that they brought up earlier in the commentary track, where it's a picture of uh, both uh, him and, uh, and Griffin uh, walking down the street, where uh, Griffin Dunn is done up in, like, the stage three of the Jack uh, makeup. But um, if we are sticking to the um, by-minute format, the actual continuation of this... Um, basically quote, or I guess um, um, information, is actually uh, given to us uh, later on in the next minute. So to finish off this whole entire conversation, we actually have to pop into tomorrow's episode.
According to the script, scene 79, interior, Dr. Hirsch's office day, uh, there actually is no sight gag for uh, McManus being left behind. Uh, in the script, both officers leave at the same time. And after their exit, a distraught Alex asks, what shall we do? And Dr. Hirsch responds, comfortingly, tea would be nice. Scene 80, Exterior, Leicestershire Square Day, uh, knowing that the movie uh, in this sequence obviously uh, changes from the final film, um, which uh, I was going to calculate the distance between uh, where they actually started and Leicestershire Square, but uh, in the original script, there actually is no actually name street where David and Alex run into the Bobby, so I can't calculate how far David has actually run to get to uh, Leicestershire Square, so... That is a moot question. So, um, for the remainder of this mini minute, as it pertains to the final film, uh, David's phone call conversation is exactly as it is in the script. However, the only difference that the script has changed the area code uh, in the movie. Uh, the original script called for a uh, 315 area code, which, uh, in according to this uh, research, covers the uh, west-central portion of New York, serving Syracuse and Watertown. When it comes to the radio drama, the radio drama, as it pertains to this uh, moment of the film, follows the uh, script uh, version uh, pretty much exactly as it is. Uh, yet again, there is uh, one slight difference than uh, all uh, previous two versions of it is the actual phone call. The uh, Sorry, the uh, not the actual phone call, the actual phone number. And the phone number is something completely different. Uh, not only is it a different area code, uh, but they actually use the movie television prefix of 555 so that it actually is not an actual real phone number. They, uh, the phone number that David makes, the phone number that David makes a collect call to is 212-555-1630. And for this particular, um, uh, area code, the 212, it basically, uh, along with the uh, 646 and the 332, uh, covers most of the boroughs of Manhattan and New York City. And my little bit of research actually uh, brought up that the actual 212 area code is actually a very highly sought after area code for someone to have a, uh, a phone number in. Uh, apparently there is a prestige because um, if you call from a 212, it means that uh, you're calling from this Manhattan area and that is a very higher upper class uh, um uh, phone number that you are calling from. It obviously has the prestige, like I said, that um, that uh, some people actually have, uh, uh, weirdly enough, um, on eBay and whatnot, have actually purchased uh, 212 uh, area codes, costing them anywhere, anywhere from uh, $250 to almost $1,000 to get this particular area code. That brings us to the end of another minute of An American World from London and the end of this episode of Welcome to the Slaughtered Lamb.
So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast catchers. And if you'd be so kind as to share, rate, and review us, that would be really cool too. If you feel like following this podcast on the social medias, you can follow Planet Geek Pod, all one word, on Instagram and Twitter. And if you would like to send us in a message via email, send it to planetgeekpod at gmail.com. So until next time, remember, keep off the moors, stick to the roads, best of luck. Blue moon.